Hello and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage year. Welcome back, everyone, to the 102nd episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. I'm Colleen O'Grady, the host of the show. Today, we're going to talk about, has your teen made you a better person? I remember internationally recognized family therapist, author, and speaker, Terry Reel, talk about the three stages of love. At a conference for couples and also therapists, he asked the audience if they wanted to know what the three stages of love were. And so everyone started to lean in to hear what this renowned author would say. He said this first stage of love is when you first meet your partner and it feels like the angels in heaven are singing and you're sure God himself has brought this person into your life. The second stage of love You're sure the devil himself has brought this person into your life to daily torment you. And the third stage, he called it mature love, where you see that what you get out of the relationship outweighs all the things that you don't get. In other words, no relationship is perfect. Now, I know your relationship with your teen is different, but these stages can still apply. When you held your little baby, you thought the angels were singing and God was smiling down at you. And then the second stage of mothering, you're sure that the devil sent this teen into your life to torment you. And the third stage is that you see your teen and all their flaws and immaturity and imperfection and you love them anyway. And you know what you get out of the relationship will far outweigh the negative. And I know that there's some days that you might doubt this. No one will argue that raising a teenager today is hard. And I do think it's harder than when we were in high school because of social media and then all the restrictions on teens with COVID. And it's made it worse on our teens and therefore harder on us. So there are many days it will feel like we're in stage two and our teen's mission is to torment us. Unfortunately, we can't escape the torment. Here's the setup. Teens developmentally are pushing towards freedom and independence from you and want to be on their own and do what they want to do. And this is developmentally normal. I would worry if they didn't. They need that fire to stand on their own two feet and push towards adulthood. If you have an overly submissive teen, that's a whole other problem. And our job is to protect and set limits and control the parameter of our teen's, quote, dog park, so to speak. We give our teen's calculated freedom to run around. We set the guidelines. We have to say no. We give consequences. The setup between parents and teens is this push-pull dynamic. They are trying to push their way into adulthood. And we have to put on the brakes because of that biologically wired immaturity. Bottom line, that makes it hard. So what do we do with this reality? 
I'm definitely not going to tell you five tips for it not being hard. It's going to be hard. So what do we do with that emotionally? It's easy to get angry about it or bitter or resentful. It's easy to want to numb on great wines and Netflix. It's easy to fantasize about escaping the hard and going to a remote tropical island. It's easy to get discouraged and frustrated. It's easy to feel trapped and cornered and swim in the waters of it's just not fair. And some of you may really be discouraged, depressed, and slipping into despair because it is hard, and especially with COVID. Because the present times are hard, this is the time we look for comfort in the good old days and romanticize the times we were wild and free before kids. But then 30 minutes later, you're brought back to reality when your daughter storms through the living room and demands that you take her shopping. And maybe some of you are thinking, I pour out my heart and soul to my teen, and what do I get? Disrespect. What's in it for me? That's actually a good question. What is in it for me? What if there is something in this for you? What if there are treasures for you buried in the hard? Okay, before you stop listening to this podcast, hang in here with me. It may sound all poetic, but I will bring this on home and make it practical for you. In wisdom literature, there is a verse that says, As iron sharpens iron, so does one person sharpen another. Another translation of this verse says, It takes a grinding wheel to sharpen a blade, and so one person sharpens the character of another. Well, that doesn't sound fun at all. Who wants that? No one would ever put this on their vision board for 2021. I think most of the time we see our boundaries, rules, guidelines, and consequences as a parenting grinding wheel needed to sharpen our teens. And that's true. The tough work of parenting is helping to sharpen your teen. But often we think of this as one directional. We parents sharpen our teens. I am proposing that our teens also can be a grinding wheel that sharpens us. This grinding and sharpening goes both ways. We are sharpening our teen's character, and our teens are sharpening our character. We think it's one way, like we're doing this good thing for our teens, that we're sharpening them, but they are also sharpening us. What better human to sharpen you than your teen? They are always up for the task, and they're hardwired to relentlessly push us to our limits and not back down. Tangling with your teen can bring back unresolved issues from your childhood and your own parents. If your partner acted this way to you, you'd think, I don't have to put up with this, and you might divorce him. But that's a lot harder to do with our own kids, because we moms have this unwavering loyalty and love for our kids, and as much as we may fantasize about leaving them, we just can't. And since we can't divorce our teen, we have to find a way to deal with it and work it through. What I know is that every mother faces a season where there are unbearable hard times where you think, this is going to either destroy me or make me stronger. And sometimes we don't know the answer. This is our grinding wheel. You find out that your daughter sent a nude pic to her boyfriend, and now it has been passed around school. You bring it up to her and she yells at you and runs out of the house. 
You find out your son got his girlfriend pregnant. Your daughter dyed her beautiful blonde hair black and got all tatted up. Your daughter tells you she hates you. You found out your daughter's cutting. Your son got a DUI and injured someone in a car accident. And sometimes the grinding wheel is not a traumatic event, but it's just that chronic arguing disrespect and entitlement day after day after day. And this repetition becomes cumulatively hard and it takes a toll on you. Is there anything positive or beneficial that can come out of all of this? Could this be a refining fire? Can all these hard things shape our character and make us a better person? Can these things cause us to grow spiritually and emotionally? I believe so. I know I've been on that grinding wheel of mothering. And I am a better person because of it. Now, I went to graduate school. I actually have three masters. And did that make me a better person? Maybe. But it was a lot of head knowledge. But what really shaped my character was my daughter. I like to say my daughter was my greatest teacher, which sounds really nice. But what I really mean by that was she was my grinding wheel. There were parenting seasons that I felt despair, but it caused me to go deeper into myself and my faith, and it caused my heart to grow bigger. See, I don't believe that spiritual and emotional growth comes easy. Like you go to a weekend retreat and yay, now you're a completely different person. It takes time for our character to grow like that fine wine metaphor. A lot of this refining comes at the darkest times of our life when you think it's going to ruin you and that nothing good could possibly come out of this. It's when we turn off the lights at night and are about to go to sleep and we hear some disturbing news about our teen and we just stare at the ceiling for hours. No one raises their hand for this kind of spiritual and emotional growth. But our teens do. They provide us this opportunity. Let me give you an example from my life. My daughter definitely helped me to become stronger, more open, less controlling, more loving, decisive, and grounded. This didn't happen because of all the happy times. It didn't happen in one day. It didn't come from pleasant exchanges with my daughter. It came from the grinding wheel. My daughter has unknowingly helped me face unresolved issues from my past. Again, my daughter did none of this consciously, just by being who she is. And being a teenager, she was the grinding wheel. At that time, I didn't think, how marvelous that my daughter is being used to help me grow emotionally and spiritually. I was in that stage two mentality and thought she was there to torment me. I was the oldest in my family, and my sister is about 15 months younger than me. My mom was an icon of strength. She was a force of nature. Mom was perfect in every way. She was fashionable, intelligent, social, active in church and the country club. Her house and yard were in meticulous order. She expected a lot out of me, and I felt I couldn't get anything right. My dad would tell me to not make ways and don't upset your mother. In high school, if I did try to confront my mom, she would literally wave her hand in front of my face and silence me. I could definitely not talk back to my mom. It was impossible. Again, she was a force. So I learned how to go underground and not deal with her directly. 
I spent a lot of time behind shut doors in those teen years. My relationship with my mom was really strained in high school. And it didn't stay like that forever. When I was in my mid-20s, I became friends with my mom and have enjoyed a long, satisfying relationship together, and I still see her every week. But fast forward, my daughter is now 12. She played her role of being a sassy teen. She hadn't done her homework, hadn't done her chores, and I had it with her. I wasn't in the mood to deal with this anymore, so I put her in her place, and yes, I yelled, and somewhere in the middle of my rant, I realized I had become my mom. My daughter was stunned and shocked. All the sassing stopped. At that moment, everything felt right in the world. I had succeeded. My daughter stopped talking back to me. She was quiet. She was silent. It was dealt with. I had unconsciously played out the script from my teen years. This is how things are supposed to be. But then, ten minutes later, my daughter, who is not wired like me, came back even stronger and yelled back with fury. And then I froze up. I was intimidated by her anger. She was already taller than me. I wondered what happened to me. My daughter followed my lead and kindly took on my mom's role. And there I was feeling like a teen and I felt frozen and powerless. I didn't know why I felt that way. The reason being is that I fell into an unconscious script, an unconscious pattern that catapulted me back to how I felt when my mom waved her hand in front of my face and I was silenced. This rattled me. I had been a therapist for 14 years, and this still caught me off guard. When I was able to step back, I could see what was happening. I unconsciously played my mom's part, and then it came back to bite me. My mom had been too hard on me. She unconsciously silenced my voice, and it took a long time, many years, for me to find the confidence to speak my truth. My daughter refused to be silenced, and that's a good thing. In that moment, she unconsciously stepped in the dominant role, and I felt young. So much was spinning in my head. I didn't want to hurt my relationship with my daughter. I didn't want to hurt her. I didn't want to be like my mom. And yet, I wasn't going to let my daughter be the queen bee of the house. I didn't want to become the enemy But I didn't want to lose my power. I had to take my power back. Yelling at her wasn't going to give me back my power. There had to be another way. All of this was fodder for deep soul searching. And because of all the hard work I did, all the life lessons that I had experienced, and the life lessons from many, many clients combined, revealed how to dial down the drama, and reclaim your power. And this is why I wrote my book, Dial Down the Drama. And I know it became a best-selling and award-winning book because it's just true. It's true stuff. Side note, you don't write a book called Dial Down the Drama if everything 
is super easy and perfect with your teen. In the tween and teen years, my daughter needed me to be strong because she was strong. My daughter had no problem speaking her mind. She was fearless. I often was tentative. This was not going to work. I had to learn how to be strong and grounded. My daughter had fire like my mom. How could I be strong without yelling? I knew neurologically that nothing good comes when you get emotionally flooded and yell. You're just losing control. But what did strength look like if it's not yelling? Yelling wouldn't work for me anyway because I am a peacemaker at heart. I realized that my strength came from my clarity and my groundedness. Those were my superpowers. This allowed me to be strong and express my voice and truth without squelching my daughter's spirit, her voice, or truth. I did not want to silence her. It took a lot of strength to truly listen to my daughter when I strongly disagreed. And yet, I could when I was 100% clear about my rules, my boundaries, my values, and consequences. When I was clear, I didn't have to lose it. I was anchored. I had come a long way from being the tentative mom. I can truly say that I am a better person because of being a mom. And my daughter gave me a huge gift by bringing up these unconscious patterns from my high school years. The reason I bring this up is I want you to be aware of what you are unconsciously playing out with your teen that is not helping you or serving your teen. These unconscious patterns may have come from how you were raised and what your mom did or didn't do. Only when you become aware of these patterns can you decide what you want, and then that allows you to get free. When you are able to name these unconscious patterns, they become conscious. They come to light, and once they do, you can heal and grow. You can break free from unconscious patterns that don't serve you. You can choose new conscious ways to connect and relate and talk about difficult things with your teen. The mothering job is the hardest job ever, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. It gives us surprising gifts that make us better human beings. In some ways, your teen is your personal trainer, and you're building muscles that you would never thought were possible. Your teen can be relentless and make you work out every single day, and you hate it, but just like anyone hates workouts, it's worth it because of the results. How can you use what you're going through right now to make you a better person? What muscles are being exercised? What muscles are getting stronger? Are you wiser? Are you more grounded? Are you more accepting of yourself and others? More loving, less selfish, more clear and decisive? More compassionate? Are you leaning more into your faith? Are you trusting your intuition? Are you getting free of having to be perfect and caring what others think? Do you have a stronger backbone? Are you better at conflict resolution and being diplomatic? Are your convictions stronger? Are you more self-aware and less attached to your ego? Are you more patient, more kind, more open? Are you taking more responsibility for your life? Are you more determined? Are you a better problem solver? 
the question here is how are you going to use the grinding wheel? You can't avoid it. If you use it well, your soul starts to shine and you become a model for your teen. There may be some of you that are feeling deep depression or despair and you can't see any gold in this manure. You may feel the hard is going to take you out. If that is how you feel, get support. You don't have to do this alone. Actually, none of us can do it alone. We need each other to go through the hard. Find a coach, a therapist, a trusted friend to hold your hand and walk you through this difficult time. You need to know that you are worth investing in. The greatest gift I gave myself in those hard years of parenting is being part of coaching programs and having mentors and a community that I could be authentic with. The skills, gifts, and abilities that you gain because it's hard transfers to other areas of your life, even career and work. I've talked to many moms who quit their career to be a stay-at-home mom, and many times in the middle of these hard years, they regret their decision, they feel like they've lost their edge, and that they can never get back to having a successful career. But think about this. These mothering skills definitely transfer. You have superpowers. If you can deal with a disrespectful and defiant teen, you can definitely handle a disgruntled client. If you deal with a dramatic teen who constantly grumbles, then managing a grumbly employee will be a piece of cake. Dealing with an ADD teen who forgets her homework and leaves stuff all over the house, think about how easy being a project manager can be. Oh yeah, after all those ridiculous arguments with your teen, you could be a great attorney or judge. No one likes going through hard times, but if you knew that this was making you a better person with a whole new skill set, well, it makes it a lot more tolerable. I hope this encourages you. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not a train. Good things can come out of the hard. You are not being taken out. You are getting stronger. This concludes this week's episode of Power Your Parenting Moms of Teens podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, I would absolutely love it if you could go to Apple Podcasts and give Power Your Parenting Moms of Teens podcast a five-star review. This makes it easier for other moms like you to find the support and encouragement they need. Also, my best-selling and award-winning book, Dial Down the Drama, Reducing Conflict, Reconnecting with Your Teenage Daughter, A Guide for Mothers Everywhere. You can find that and order it online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And you can always find other great resources and contact me at ColleenOGrady.com, two L's and two E's. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.